0: We are back. As promised, at the top of the hour, we're going to uh, speak with someone about an activity currently ongoing that will deliver some much-needed goods south of the United States. Joining me now is Pablo Stansberry. He's a developmental psychologist and uh, has been affiliated with this group, Pastors for Peace, for some years, and we're glad to have him come and and talk to us about that. Welcome to Radio Parallax, Pablo.
1: Hello, and thank you for having me.
0: You've been associated with this group going back into the 90s?
1: I have been. In fact, I was a caravanista in 1998, although my family has been associated with it probably since the beginning, which the first caravan was in 1992.
0: 16 years now? What is it? Yes.
1: Uh... This is the 16th caravan to Cuba, where they start from the northern part of the United States or up around, uh, you know, some in Canada, and then they sort of jog down or snake down um, towards the south and each time making little stops along the way um, to kind of inform people of Cuba, its needs, and our current governmental policy towards Cuba.
0: So as an actual caravan physically travels across the U.S., you're gathering items along the way.
1: That's right. So it's I guess it's multifold. One is, of course, informing folks of the current situation in Cuba. Um, as well as, um, you know, giving us information about Cuba, you know, both ways, and picking up items, usually humanitarian and educational items.
0: Because you're coming to Davis and people will have an opportunity to perhaps contribute to, to your program, uh, let's, let's tell us where you're going to be on Saturday.
1: On Saturday, we will be at the farmer's market uh, beginning around 10 a.m. Ideally, I don't know exactly the, who, what's all in the um, caravan this year, but usually there's some sort of bus because part of it is a lot. Transportation in Cuba is really difficult. So we typically try to have a bus, and on that bus, of course, you fill it up with items. But h- ideally, we'll have a, a large uh, bus some near, somewhere near the uh, Davis uh, Farmer's Market, which is Saturday morning, Kay. and um, in a booth there at the same time
0: afterwards
1: we're planning on having a more sort of a formal educational forum where uh, the folks on the caravan can sort of introduce themselves oftentimes people on the caravan are repeats so they can tell you a little bit more information about cuba and and we'll probably uh, we'll be doing that at davis community church after uh, the farmers market closes around noon or one o'clock
0: you've basically got a bus full of material how do you get it across the caribbean to the island
1: uh, this is where we cross the border in Mexico, and we drive it through Mexico to Tampico. And in Tampico, it's loaded up. All the union workers, dividores, <laughs> that union donates their time to loan it to load up the boats uh, to take the actual materials over to Cuba. The caravanistas fly over.
0: I wanted to have you come on Radio Parallax and talk a little bit about this, and, and we should, at this juncture, uh, thanks uh, front Seneca for uh for sending me an email about about what you're up to let's talk probably a bit about why this is so necessary i think people realize that uh, you know cuba probably lacks uh some of the amenities that we have in the u.s but i um i don't think people realize how much worse off it is than, say, countries in in Central America that we don't even think of as particularly uh, well off, maybe Honduras, El Salvador, Nicaragua. It seems to me that uh, uh, things are much worse in Cuba. Can you talk about that?
1: The situation in Cuba, because of the bloqueo, the the, uh, sanctions against uh, any trade with Cuba, not only can the United States not go there, but if you have a filled-up ship coming from Germany or China, if you are porting in at Miami, as you'd probably want to come across or wherever, and you want to drop some things off to go to the United States, you cannot go directly to Cuba. You actually have to go to another country before you go there. All that means is the trade in order to get items imported into Cuba really puts those folk at a huge disadvantage in terms of accessing goods, not only imports, but then exports, because a boat that's also coming from Germany or from China, again, if they want to pick up sugar in Cuba and then come to a Mexican, or to a Miami or something like this, they cannot do that connection. So um, it really hinders their imports. That economic limitation affects that country dramatically to the point where um, they are on rations, food rations. Folks are limited to, I believe it's about two kilograms of chicken per person per month two kilograms of beef per person per month it's seven eggs per person per month and there's rations of amount of rice and beans and things like this regardless of age regardless of race regardless of all these other items it's you know that's the egalitarian piece of it but it really i'm surprised at how these people um survive
0: a friend of mine went down there took uh, quite a few medications he was a physician and said that um People are just crying out for Advil. They, they, they were having a hard time getting even Advil and aspirin, even some of the most basic medicines. I presume you're taking quite a bit of those down.
1: Yes, we take things like that, um, how to make antibiotics. The, most, the simplest items are of help to uh, the Cuban people due to this blockade and the travel ban that we, this, you know our administration, or not just this administration, but our government has had for quite some time. Um, this year, the focus is actually on providing uh, objects for special needs, um, anything from crutches to Advil or anything that would be defined by special needs.
0: So, would it be possible if we have physicians, nurses, medical people here in Davis, uh, would it be possible if they came down to the farmer's market, they could maybe provide some of these uh, these needed items?
1: Absolutely. Um, any type of assistance would be uh, phenomenal. Um you can stop by our booth, or if you want to, you know, to connect up with us and make that connection, or even just, to, we'll be there, we'll have a visual presence, you can even drop off items um, for us at that time. Um, I can give you our contact information, too, if you're wanting to.
0: Yeah, what, what is what, the website and things? What are, what are those?
1: Well, the main website for Pastors for Peace is actually, it is a sort of a subsidiary of the Interreligious Foundation for Community Organization it's called IFCO so if you were to do www.ifconews.org that's i f c o n e w org, you will find a um, uh, you know a radio a button for you to click on for pastors for peace and an actual you know you can put in what state Uh, You're in, we're here in California, and it will put up, you can identify exactly uh, where we'll be all through California, um, beyond Davis. In Davis, our point of contact has been Curtis Duran, and his email is cjduran at yahoo.com. C-J-D-U-R-A-N-D at yahoo.com.
0: Pablo, in preparing for this interview, you and I spoke previously and you brought up something I wanted to bring up again for our listeners in that this is a humanitarian gesture that there isn't necessarily any support of the Cuban political system involved in any of this, and that you're simply trying to help a country that's sort of caught in the political crossfire. Is that all fair statements?
1: That's exactly right. Um, it is about taking the items down, uh, humanitarian educational um, materials down to the folks in Cuba, you're not allowed to do that without a license as a part of our current administration, our current governmental policy. This particular organization, <clears throat> because it's religious-based, says if you're taking humanitarian and educational materials down to any people that are oppressed and hungry, um, why would you need to get a license? is about taking items to help children and young families.
0: Yes, we should just mention in passing that to travel, while travel to Cuba is not specifically prohibited by the government, uh, it's technically illegal to spend dollars there.
1: That's the way they get around it. <clears throat> they will say it is a Treasury Department rule, um, and they will stop folks, if they have anything in their passport indicating they've gone to Cuba, they will stop folks from uh, to find out exactly where they purchased any items. That's right.
0: And, and you guys have actually been very much just, just just basically flying right into the teeth of that.
1: Yeah, um, again, we're taking education, humanitarian aid down right. there. And it's, it's infor- but we inform the border guards that this is what we're going to be doing, and we don't have a license. So there is somewhat of—we're taking it down there, and it's also challenging our government to actually look at itself and what, and how we— Interface with our neighbors, in essence, you know, Cuba is only 90 miles away from us. How we interface with those governments, our policies, and um, it is sort of a provocative humanitarian educational process.
0: Well, I, I absolutely support you, support you in doing it, uh, Pablo Stansbury. Thanks so much for talking to us about this, the Friendship Caravan to Cuba, sponsored by Pastors for Peace, and people can actually uh, can help this uh, this effort by coming down to the farmers market then on on Saturday.
1: I look forward to seeing anyone and everyone, and uh, thank you for having me.
0: All right. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Good luck. We would like uh, to note a related news story uh, from the island of Cuba. uh, As reported in The Economist magazine last week, the Castro brothers are at it again. Fidel and Raul have decided that the limited reforms that were um, were offered, at least in terms of being able to provide food, restaurants, there was sort of a limited amount of private enterprise um, in Cuba in the wake of the um, collapse of the Soviet Union, basically. They were in some desperate straits. They were getting supported to the tune of a million dollars a day by the old USSR. Um, to make ends meet, they decided to let people offer tourists uh, meals in their own home. They decided to let the Cuban populace um, make sandwiches and make pizza and make uh, you know various uh, items for lunch and sell those to other people. Of course, in the Marxist-Communist state of Cuba, this had always been verboten. Unfortunately, uh, they're now swinging the pendulum back Toward that, they've basically let everybody know that this is going to be phased out in a lot of areas. And the government plans to sur- to, to supply everybody with uh, uh, their equivalent of a cafeteria food. To that, all I can say is as if things aren't tough enough in Cuba as it is. We've um, talked about this issue several times in the show. I'm sure we will do so again. I just feel very, uh, very, very bad for the people living on that island stuck between... Between uh, George Bush and Fidel Castro, Bush with the embargo and Castro with his ham-fisted economic management, uh, I, I, I just uh, hope that um, you know, the, a lot of needed goods can be brought down with this caravan and that we can see some reforms in the future that will allow us to, to resume trade uh, in a more normal fashion. Many efforts to do this are always thwarted by conservative Republicans playing Florida politics with the anti-Castro-Cuban community, which is very powerful in the Sunshine State. Anyway, let's take a short break. You're listening to KDVS 90.3 FM, Davis, Sacramento. This is Radio Parallax, and I'm Douglas Everett.